Welcome to the Terrible Podcast with your host from SteelersDepot.com, where you can find all your latest and greatest Steelers news. It's Dave Bryan and Alex Kazora, always lit, talking Steelers. And now, here's Dave and Alex. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast, another special edition of the Terrible Podcast, Pittsburgh Steelers Training Camp 2023. I am Dave Bryan from SteedersDepot.com. It is August the 5th. It is Saturday. Uh, This is the 8th special edition of the uh, Terrible Podcast for Training Camp this year. Obviously, we did not have an episode on Friday night following the Friday Night Lights practice. Uh, The team was back out at St. Vincent. Uh, college in La Trobe on Saturday for their ninth practice uh, of training camp there. We're starting to get to the end of this and back once again to we're going to recap the last two days in one episode. So it might run a little bit longer uh, than normal. But uh, the great Alex Kazora back with me, Alex. Happy Saturday night. Happy Saturday night, Dave, and uh, yesterday, happy Friday night. Friday night lights were back. Record crowd, almost 14,000 people there. Jam-packed crowd today, Saturday at St. Vincent College. I got to say, and maybe I'm a little bit prisoner of the moment, but I think the crowd this year has been as large as I can ever remember it during a training camp. I mean, I think the the support from Steelers Nation, the excitement, the buzz in the air has been at its peak for, for quite some time. And so a really good crowd and some good football, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as you mentioned ahead of time, you know, they you had to rain out last year and then the COVID and all like that. So that's first, really the first time in several years now that the fans have been able to get out to uh, Latrobe Memorial Stadium and take in the great uh, Friday Night Lights. And uh, yeah, it did. I mean, you look at the numbers they've reported and 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 just, you know, the videos that came in and uh, looks like it was quite an experience and the fireworks looked like they were spectacular afterwards as well there. So uh, before we go any further, how about a shout out to uh, our buddy Len Testa and the fine folks over at Touring Plans. Alex? Yeah, definitely. Len Testa, Touring Plans, been a longtime training camp sponsor of our Steelers Depot training camp coverage, and so they've been a great friend to us. If you're looking to book your trip to Disney, as I'm sure people will start to think about here in the Pittsburgh area, uh, as December comes, winter comes, you want to start booking this thing in advance, you want to go to touringplans.com to plan out your trip and figure out the best way to save some money and maximize your experience to Disney. So if you want customized touring plans, visiting Disney's best rides, tips for that, honest restaurant reviews, how to save on tickets, the best hotel rooms to to ask for, and so much more, go to touringplans.com. And again, we thank them and Lentesta for the support of our Steelers Depot training camp coverage. All right. Uh, no transactions to talk about, uh, but uh, you want to wrap up kind of two, two uh, practices worth of uh, health report where this team stands right now in, in kind of one little segment there. Yeah. I really just talk about what happened today and that kind of just intertwines with what happened yesterday as well. So not practicing for Pittsburgh today, Keanu Neal, John Lovett, who's missed more practices than he's actually practiced mm. in, which is a, I think it's a lower body with Lovett. Don't know that for sure, but it appears that way. Wide receiver Jamarcus Bradley, don't know what's up with him. DeMarvin Liao with the left ankle. He seems very close to a return. Would not be surprised if he was back in action tomorrow or by Tuesday after the off day at the latest. Pittsburgh getting healthier at safety. Micah Fitzpatrick, not a health issue, but a personal issue. He was back in practice today. He went through individual and seven-on-seven, did not participate in team. But Mike Tomlin saying after he's going to ramp up their full 
pretty soon. Demonte Casey was uh, in pads today. He did not participate in team. I believe he was in, indiv- in individual sessions, but he's uh, working his way back. Keanu Benton hurt his right wrist in Friday Night Lights. He had kind of a brace of some sort on that arm today, but he practiced in full and had a good day. And uh, Nick Herbig, I think, got hurt. I think actually both Herbigs were injured in practice today. Is that uh, correct, Dave? Yeah, uh, I had to disseminate which one had uh, what ailment there. One had a hip flexor and the other one had, uh, what was it, hand, thumb. Let me see if I can find the post on this real quick. Uh, Tomlin said a few injury updates. Nick Herbig had a hip flexor that's being evaluated. Nate Herbig had a hand thumb that's being evaluated. We had a couple of guys have bumps, bumps and bruises occur in practice, was able to come back. Uh, that one Joe, Joey Porter Jr. he named had an ankle, got retaped, went back in, things of that nature. Uh, he was asked, uh, you know, as you mentioned about Mika Fitzpatrick, he's ramping it back up and probably going to be back full sooner rather than later. It doesn't sound like, uh, uh, Who's the other one? Uh, Casey is as close, though. I think uh, Mike Tomlin was asked about uh, him specifically, and it, it sounds like it might be a little while before Casey is 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 full. Okay, yeah, uh, but he's making progress, trending in the right direction, and so the safety group is getting healthier, and I suppose that's why this team has not made any additions despite working out several safeties, I believe, on Thursday. So right now things, I think health-wise, for this long stretch of training camp, Pittsburgh's in pretty good shape. Yeah, I, I think so, too. How about knock on some wood with me there uh, <laughs> after saying that? OK, uh, let's get into uh, some positional groups. And once again, we're going to try to cover a lot in this podcast because because we're covering uh, two two practices here. Uh, we're going to get Alex's thoughts on on the position groups as we go kind of uh, combined days here. And let's start with the elephant in the room or the fullback in the room, <laughs> uh, uh, if you will. You knew I was going to start with that. So let's, start with, the, let's start with the running backs slash fullbacks and uh we'll try to limit the discussion on this because because uh, uh, as best we can and some of it's going to carry over probably into the into the monday podcast but uh bring us up to speed on the developments there i should also say really quickly uh not injury related but returning to practice today mike tomlin he was not at friday's practice he was in canton for the ronde barber uh, hall of fame jacket whatever you want to call it, dinner, and uh, came back today. But yeah, when it comes to uh, the running back position, it's running back slash Kendrick Greens. That is who is in that room today. Kendrick Green getting work as a fullback H-back beginning in Friday's practice. Absolutely leveled Toby and Dukeway, the outside linebacker, one, on one rep, and then caught a pass the next, ran over in Dukeway as well for about a 10-yard gain in the right flat today. Similar story, pulling across run blocks and had a great, uh, catch and run off a boot right flat in the team period, uh, you know, lowered the shoulder into Tanner Muse, spun off of him, stayed on his feet and got about, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 or so yards. And so Kendrick Green, he's now a fan favorite. It's a full a full turn <laughs> for him. Um, it's been really fun to watch and he legitimately has looked good in that role. All right, and 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 as you mentioned, got a little bit more work uh, uh, during the, during the Saturday practice, kind of in that role. It's going to be interesting to see if any of that spills over uh, in into maybe this first preseason game. I think uh, Kendrick's doing his best to kind of keep that close to the vest, but uh, you look at a couple of these interviews. I don't I don't think he's doing a good job at that. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a a a a, a, a snap or two uh, in this first preseason game with Kendrick at fullback. Look, you. 
you and I talked back in May, right? Uh, uh, when 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 Vince Williams, you know, uh, went on Twitter and said, you know, who'd make a good fullback? Kendrick Green. Well, you go back to 2021, as we mentioned in that May segment. I thought, you know, partially through uh, his his rookie season because of his size, because of his straight line ability and 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 physicality. I even I put out on Twitter at that time, man, you know, who'd make a good fullback? Kendrick Green. Now. <laughs> We're, we're, you know, now it's happening. Mike Tomlin said after practice that that's something that they kind of played with last season in preparation for, uh, uh, Ricard and, 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 and the Ravens. So that makes a little sense there, uh, overall. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about Kendrick Green's spot and how, you know, the things probably got to break his way in a certain areas for him to make this 53 man roster showing your position. Flexibility certainly won't hurt your cause, uh, within that. So, uh, it, I'll, we'll leave it at this. We'll talk more about it on Monday, but it is what it is at this point. He is getting a little bit of work at fullback. Uh, kudos to him uh, for 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 doing that and 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 uh, you know uh, essentially excelling in that role. And we'll see if it remains a talking point going forward. And more importantly, we'll see if it ends up with him doing enough to get a roster spot here. Yeah, my quick thoughts, and as you said, we can expand on this Monday, is I don't know where this thing goes long-term. It's still going to be a tough path to to make for Kendrick Green, and we're talking about a really kind of niche-specific role, but it's working, it's going well, and there's every reason for Pittsburgh to keep using it until it's not going well this summer and see what happens. So where this thing ends for week one, I don't know, but it's been two successful trial runs yesterday and today on Saturday, so keep it rolling and see where this thing ends up it's a plot let's just leave it it's a it's a it's a pleasant yet on our end probably not or at least on to me not too terribly surprising development but we'll just have to i don't know where it's going either at this point so uh we'll leave it at that what about the other running backs i think they had some backs on backers uh today right they did normally do them on the friday night lights but maybe with mike tomlin not being there they wanted to save it until today i thought Najee harris struggled a lot more than i thought that he would and he had three straight reps against quan alexander and I have alexander winning all three of them including one bull rush that knocked harris to the ground and harris is not a small man and so i thought um i was hoping for more from Najee harris in that situation i think his camp overall has been probably quiet I don't want to say it's been terrible, although today was you know, not a practice probably for him to, to write home about. Uh, and sometimes, you know, how well is it blocked? And they're not really tackling Najee in the team period. So you really can't get a full feel for him because he's not exactly going probably full speed in some of these moments. But I was hoping for a bit more from Harris this summer. Is it technique, the ducking of the head, or or, or could you, were you, how, how far away were you? Did you pick up on anything with him? Because obviously we talked, mm-hmm. you know, uh, previously about him kind of, you know, uh, lowering his head a little bit. On the bull rush, to me, and I and I see it through binoculars, and so I have a pretty good view of it. I'm not looking just from, from the naked eye. His posture seemed good. There's probably some technical stuff when you get run over like that. There may be some sort of issue with your hands or your feet too wide. I don't know. One of the following reps, he did duck his head, and Alexander beat him with, uh, I think, a swim or a swipe to, to the edge. And so that was a moment where there's definitely some obvious technique issues with Harris there. I know Jalen Warren will be this team's third down back this year, and Harris, and they can still be a, a solid pass protector. Again, I'm just saying in, in a vacuum, and today, Harris did not look up to par there in that backs on backers drill. All right. Warren, on the other hand, did, right? 
Well, it was a tough start because he got steamrolled by Landon Roberts, but he bounced back with uh, some sessions, a rematch later in backs on backers and had a couple of really good reps and then probably took it a little too far by uh, taking Roberts to the ground and flexing on him, literally kind of stepping over over him and kind of flexing both arms out uh, at him. So Warren's competitive. He's had a you know fine camp overall, probably better than Najee. I would say even Anthony McFarland. I thought McFarland had some good reps and backs on backers, and we really got to look at him beyond being a runner. Can he do more than just that? He's caught the ball extremely well, although I think he had his first drop of camp in the Friday night uh, practice. But I thought he held his own against Mark Robinson in backs on backers today. All right, and look, those are the only three right now really worth talking about, right? Those those three running backs. Sure. I mean, there's Darius Hagens and uh, Greg Bell. Love it not practicing the last two days, uh, but Hagens and Bell have been, you know, Bell's got a bit of juice to him and Hagens a bit of, bit of power, kind of a bowling ball rocked up dude. But McFarland, there's really nobody threatening his spot right now. All right. What's the best thing you saw out of the running back group, not including the Kendrick Green stuff uh, these last two nights? Let's let, let's do that before we move on to the next group. That's a very specific best thing from the running back group. I don't know if there's, I mean, to watch Warren kind of bounce back because in that back on backer situation, you're going to take your lumps and, and Roberts is a ferocious bull rusher that that's had a lot of success this camp. And so to see a guy battle the, the, the fearlessness, the competitiveness, the pissed offness, if that's a thing of Jalen Warren to, to want to rebound and finish out that drill strong, uh, that, that just kind of sums up who Jalen Warren is. You're starting to make up words like I like to make up words. I <laughs> you know we're late rub- in camp. I'm rubbing off on you wrong yeah. when, it, when it comes to your, your grammar and all like that. Shame on me. Uh, all right, let's go to quarterbacks next. And on the heels of you, you'll not be in, you know, you know, overly impressed with, with Pickett coming out of, out of the practice the last time we talked on Thursday. Uh, Kenny's put together a couple of nice practices now, right? He has. I would say the Friday night practice was his best practice by far, even better than today's, though today's I thought was just fine. The actual stats, and if you hate camp stats, close your ears um, because people get mad at that sometimes, but I like to put these things in the context. If I can pull up the stats I tweeted this morning from Kenny on Friday night, he went 11-12 for 108 yards, two touchdowns and no interceptions, both touchdowns in seven shots. And it was a really good practice, but it was not just him putting the ball in the end zone. To be fair, on Friday, some of the seven shots plays had open receivers, Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson, but still Pickett found them and threw the football. But there was a downfield throw right sideline to Deontay Johnson, throwing it over the underneath defenders, perfectly placed. I thought Pickett just was, you know, firing the ball downfield over the middle Friday, hitting Johnson on a dig route for 19 yards today, hitting back shoulder throws to Allen Robinson, to Deontay Johnson. Um, I think Pickett's had two strong days at camp. All right. Then uh, if, if, if people listening, uh, he had a, a very nice interview on Sirius XM NFL radio. I think it was pre-recorded and show, and, 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 and aired uh, during the Friday night's light. Friday night lights practice and we wrote about and all, and he said one of the biggest imp- uh, things that he worked on and thinks he's improved on uh, this off season was his, was his footwork and, and more, more specifically in kind of him going through his progressions and all. So that sounds like one of the things that he's uh, feels like he's worked on uh, specifically this off season and feels like he's made strides in on top of it. Uh, what about the rest of the quarterbacks, uh, Alex? 
probably fewer notes there overall. I think Mason Rudolph will kind of force some passes and maybe stick on that first read a bit. There was a there was an instance today, back to back throws to Akeem Butler, and I thought Luke Barku had good coverage on both of them, and both were incomplete. And maybe that's Rudolph trying to allow Butler to make a play because he has the size, but probably some times where he could have gone elsewhere overall. Um, Trubisky did technically throw a pick today on a seam ball to Connor Hayward that Mark Robinson wrestled away. It was a good throw, but Robinson did a nice job to uh, to come away with it, at least according to the side judge, the ref that ruled it uh, an interception there. Uh, no reps to Tanner Morgan. I thought maybe he would get once a week. He would get a, a couple snaps, maybe, maybe tomorrow with kind of this long grind of practice. I wouldn't be shocked by that. We'll just have to wait and see. So Less overall on Trubisky and Rudolph, although to be honest, I'm probably searching a little bit less for those guys because their roles are pretty established and we kind of know who those guys are. All right, tight ends now. Now, what do I have here? Darnell Washington and backs on backers did not have the success against TJ Watt that he had uh, on Tuesday the first time they did it, but I thought, you know, Washington had good reps against Nick Herbig. And also against uh, David Perales, really controlled David Perales. And so that was good to see overall. I, I didn't really watch it because I was watching a different drill on Friday, but I had heard and saw a clip or two of Washington looking good in some of those 1v1 coverage drills. And so I think his play has been on the rise and Mike Tomlin praised him for stacking some good days. Yeah, he did. And uh, it's good good to see him do do that here at this point. Uh, anything to pass along on Firemuth or or, or, or or Zach Gentry or or even Connor, Hay- Connor Hayward got a carry or something? He did. His second one, I can't. It was a good good hole created, seven-yard gain before Marjorie Harper knocked him down. I think Zach Gentry's had a couple of good practices. Uh, he ended Friday night, the last play of practice from, I think it was Trubisky or Rudolph. It was one of the two. Nice toe-tapping catch in the back of the end zone for a touchdown from five or so yards out. So I would say Zach Gentry, he looked very good in backs on backers today. He won his reps, I think, overall pretty convincingly. I want to say he went against Herbig. Let me see who I had him going against, if I can find the right day here. Uh, Yeah, Nick Herbig, a couple of of good reps. So I think the tight ends overall have have held their own. Are they putting Firemuth in those drills or no? Uh, he get yeah he's he's only gone against Alex Highsmith, but he did uh, have one rep in backs on backers today. I thought Highsmith had a club that kind of knocked Frymuth back. I would say Highsmith overall won the rep. So Frymuth has only gone against Highsmith, and uh, Highsmith overall has has won those battles. All right, let's dive in to the last two uh, practices worth of uh, offensive line stuff that you've seen. Yeah, I'm trying to collect my thoughts here. Obviously, it's kind of dominated by the Kendrick Green conversation. From there, we're seeing some flipping and some more mixing and matching. Spencer Anderson playing left tackle. Dylan Cook playing right tackle. I I thought that Cook had a good Friday practice, whether that was in... He had a... They they, they pulled the backside tackle several times this camp. These dart schemes where the backside tackle wraps around. And Cook had a good block later in the team period on Friday that sprung... I believe it was Greg Bell for a 10 or so yard gain. I thought in, in some of the 1v1 situations, Cook looked good. He's got some size. He's got some good feet, kind of that quarterback background. He was a quarterback in college before making the unusual transition to offensive tackle. So that may be a practice squad candidate because there's not really anybody else to compete for that practice squad spot right now. Kevin Dotson has been playing more right guard as well. And so How's they're getting he him. You know, in in I can only really I've only been able to evaluate him in some of the one v one situations. It's been a mixed bag. I think it's just inconsistent. It's kind of the, the book on Dotson with a couple of quality reps, but some where he loses early. The technique's not always there. I don't know, the body language is always the best with with Kevin Dotson. It's not been bad. It's just been probably the same 
same old Kevin Dotson of some good reps and some poor reps, and you never know what you're going to get with the guy. Say Amalu as advertised. Yeah, he had a great play on Friday on a screen pass. Can Pittsburgh actually run some screens this year? Maybe <laughs> with Isaac Sayamalu downfield on a screen to Friermuth, uh, you know, middle screen left side. And run it correctly. Like, run it correctly. Yeah, they run him, <laughs> run him well is a different story for sure. But Sayamalu got on Cam Hayward and, and, and you know, had a, a hand on him for 10 yards downfield on a think, 22 yard gain to Friermuth. And so uh, you see him anchor in some of these, you know, bull rush situations. Him and Cam Hayward have had. Some good battles. I think it's been, it might be fun for Hayward to go against a left guard who's a real top end guy. Pittsburgh's not had that top end left guard for a little bit now. And you bring in somebody like, say, Molly, it's kind of, you know, Mike Tomlin calls them dance partners. I think that's a really good dance partner for for Cam Hayward. Uh, how's the rotation going at uh, LT1? It's still mostly been Dan Moore Jr. I don't know how many first team reps that Broderick Jones has gotten the last two practices. Chuck Wumokor for has been practicing, you know, basically in full. I, I did get to watch Broderick Jones, though, today kind of work the ladder of uh, O-line, D-line. He began against Toby and Dukeway and handled him pretty easily on two reps, then went against Marcus Golden, and Golden had a good rep. Haven't talked about him much. It's been, to me, a pretty quiet camp, but he ripped through Roderick Jones and won the rep. And then Roderick Jones went against Cam Hayward. And I was super excited for that rep on the first one. Hayward began with his bull rush to a long arm that really uprooted and uprighted Roderick Jones and knocked him down, pushed him back. He kind of lost his balance. They went again. Hayward did not go power. He went finesse, beat him to the inside. So I think it was two pretty clear wins for Hayward on Jones. But I like Jones getting that chance. This is what grown man strength feels like, Broderick Jones. And so that was probably a good opportunity for him to go against the top end elite level guy just to get a feel for what that's like. All right. We haven't talked much about Ryan McCollum. Uh, any updates on him? He's still running, I guess at this point, what, third or fourth string center now, right? Yeah, he's flipped between some third string center and playing some, I think, between some second and third team guard as well. Whenever they have Herbig at center. Um, they'll have McCollum at guard, you know, for example, if Herbig's with the twos. Uh, McCollum has been not, not what I script. thought he would be. Yeah, I think his technique's a little sloppy. He kind of gets the job done, but he's leaning. He's not always square. Again, this is me watching more of the 1v1s than me being able to see it well in some of the team period action. So there's a limited scope of which I'm watching through, but it's not a guy that's screaming to me he's going to be the backup center. I'm still assuming he's okay with a thumb injury. Trending pretty heavily towards Nick Herbig, uh, or, or excuse me, Nate Herbig. I was looking at Nick Herbig on my screen here. Nate Herbig being the backup center. Over or under two and a half positions, different positions on the line that Spencer Anderson will play in the preseason opener? That's a good question. That's a it's good over-under, right? It is a good over-under. Because you said he's moved around quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, mean, everywhere, I guess everywhere but center at this point now, right? At this point, although the left tackle snaps have only come the last two days, and he only has gotten, from what I can recall, one day at guard, and that was this past Sunday, um, where he played left guard and right guard when they were really running short in terms of bodies along the offensive line. So over under two and a half, I'll take the over, but I don't know how many snaps it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of right tackle, some left tackle, and they probably find a way to get him a look at guard, but I don't know if it's going to be a bunch of snaps. Okay. All right. Uh, Anything else on offensive line before we move over to the defensive side of the ball? 
No, I think it wraps up pretty well. They've been a healthy group. They've only had 14 of them. They, once they released Jared Williams, who just kind of run with the, the 14 that they've had. And, and those guys have been available and working. There really have been, again, knock on what people will yell at me now, right. no injuries along the offensive line. So they've been a group that's been able to get those reps. And that's still important for a bunch of young guys and guys fighting for spots and roles to to be out there working. And that's really important for that group. All right. How about defensive line update? You've already talked a little bit about Cameron Hayward. And, and I think, in, you know, uh, how about the rookie? How about Keanu Benton? What, 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 you got eyes on him the last I couple did. days? Today, especially. And I wasn't sure if Benton was even going to practice with that right wrist injury. And he's got a brace of some sort on it, like I mentioned earlier. But he had a really good day today, whether that was blowing up. I don't know exactly how he got past, but he blew up McFarland in team period and hit him hard for a, a, a tackle for a loss. And I think he even ripped James Daniels in the 1v1 situation. There were a couple of good reps today from Keanu Benton. Armin Watts felt active today. He had a couple of run defenses. He looked good in 1v1, almost picked off a pass on a kind of check down in the right flat from Pickett to Harris that Watts could not catch, but tipped it and, and at least made the defensive stop on it and then manny jones had a couple reps he's an athlete he's kind of a tweener we haven't talked outside. about him much either have we no we almost, haven't almost forgot he's on the roster claimed him off waivers from uh the cardinals after uh Rennell wren went down yeah i saw some some pass rush juice from him now it was a, at least one of the reps i saw was against bill dunkel who is not a good pass protector i've mentioned that a time or two but Saw something from him, and Isaiah Latimo continues to play stand-up left outside linebacker, true outside linebacker reps. It's not just uh, some sort of weird front or anything like that. That's so, not a good development for him, though, right? <laughs> I mean, I think they just want to try things. They want to try okay. Kendrick Green at fullback. They just want to see how guys look, and if it doesn't work, it's August, and you can scrap it. But I think they just want to see how these guys might function. All right. Uh, Fajoko? Uh, he's been fine. He had some good battles with Kendrick Green. Green's issue, I know the focus is on the fullback, which is fun, no no doubt about it, but he's got the problem of any of these finesse moves, these quick you know, rips and swims and all that off the line. Green just struggles to mirror. He, he has a hard time, from what I can tell, bringing his feet, and he wants to punch and lean, and he gets beat you know, on the edge as well. Down the middle, there's still some problems, but he's probably a little bit more equipped to handle that. When guys really kind of work the corners on him inside, outside is where he really struggles. And I saw Fahoko beat him pretty cleanly on one such rep today where Green looked better against some of the bull rushes and he can hop step and stall out uh, some of those moves. And so Green's real problem is A, he's only been playing center, really can't play guard. I mean, he has, but it's not looking good there. And then B, just dealing with some of that quickness, it's not been his forte. All right, uh, outside linebacker and back to Nick Herbig. And I understand they, he, he got to go against uh, Darnell Washington. Yeah, let me go through my notes here and uh, kind of I'll just I'll just talk out the notes here probably for you guys better than me trying to to recall it. If I can find it here um, after going against LaRaven Clark. Uh, let's see what I have here. I'm all over the place here in my notes. Nick Herbig on Darnell Washington. Um you know what? I'm having a hard time finding right. it right now, but but there were some good reps. I thought Herbert kind of beat Washington maybe late once or twice. I would I would say overall, Washington got the better of Nick Herbig. I think I'm on the wrong day, which is probably the reason why I'm struggling to uh, define that. Uh, let's see if I can find. Nice sealed by Darnell Washington on Herbig, who tried the cross chop. Herbig did use a push-pull pull, push on Washington and got past him. That was a Herbig win. They went for the tiebreaker. I had Washington sealing Herbig upfield to take two or three in the series. 
Herbig does love that cross chop. I'm not a fan of it personally, and I know I'm a 5'7 Alex Kazora on a good day talking about what pass rush moves these guys should and should not use. I have not found too many players to be successful with a cross chop. I hate guys that leave both their feet to, to pull off that, that type of move. Um, Herbig has used it a lot. It, to me, it's not been terribly effective. I think he's better using basically anything else in his arsenal. And he's much, I mean, the, the speed is his main asset. His get off and his speed is his main asset, right? It is. And then he can try to win inside when he can threaten these these tackles to the edge. And then he can go inside on swims and spins and, and all those types of moves. And I thought uh, on Friday he had a good uh, run uh, tackle for loss in the run session on McFarland. I think it was for for a loss there. So, you know, I know Herbig. We know he's an athlete. We know he can rush the pass. Or can you, can you set the edge? I'm still finding out if he can set the edge, but he has made some plays in run session. All right, let's get that hip flexor of his bit better and make sure we see him in that first preseason game, right? Yeah, I want to make sure he's getting a lot of time. It looked minor. I mean, he stood on the sidelines, you know, throughout the rest of practice. There was no trainer near him. So it may it may cost him, you know, maybe take tomorrow off, get rested for Monday and then be out there Tuesday. But we'll keep you posted. Uh, Toby having a rough go of it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Toby. He's just been getting crushed by Kendrick Green. They're still picking his jersey off the grass in, in uh, Latrobe High School there. Uh, I mean, he's had some a couple of reps, and he's coachable, but he's been pushed around quite a bit, whether it was Rodney Williams pancaking him earlier this week and Kendrick Green just taking his lunch here on back-to-back plays. Yesterday, I don't know if it happened today. I don't know who Kendrick Green crunched today. He got somebody pretty good. I don't know if it was Toby or not. At least in Duque saw some extra reps with uh, Herbig missing the latter half of practice. All right, Paralysis update. Any of that last two nights or last two days? Yeah, to me, when the pads have come on, Paralysis has been pretty quiet. There were a couple of plays there early. I don't think he's going to be the undrafted sleeper. I thought that he would, but we'll see what happens when the when the when they step inside a stadium, which is less than a week from now. So yeah. it's going to come, come up here Friday. pretty quickly. Yeah, so, you know, you want to see how these guys do inside stadiums. That's probably the bigger litmus test and the you know it's it's like the final you can do your homework and take the quiz but the the, the games are the final exam and, and that carries the most amount of weight or you stay out in the car and uh, uh burn the reefer like <laughs> Is that okay we had two different approaches and, to and, and skip the test <laughs> yeah, i don't know how that works in a practice i don't know what the analogy is uh, there it's not good uh not good. I, I wouldn't advise doing it uh <laughs> Fair. Uh, inside linebacker room, uh, Mike Tomlin had some positive things about, uh, Quan Alexander after practice today, uh, overall these last two practices, uh, what has stood out at the top of the, uh, inside linebacker depth chart. It's been Alexander and not that Mike Tomlin needs my validation, but I agree with everything Mike Tomlin said, the energy, the intensity, this guy fills the, the hole with, with authority and he, he just loves to hit and he's making plays. He's been good in run session. Cole Holcomb as well as made plays, had a, a tackle for loss or a tag for loss because they weren't tackling Najee in run session to, to, uh, today. I think Holcomb has been really well-rounded in terms of whether it's backs on backers, coverage, run defense, just being available, being out there every single day, being early to work. I think it's been a really strong camp for Cole Holcomb. And 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 uh, Landon Roberts is, as advertised, downhill thumper, right? With Roberts, yeah. He's right. been that type of guy. You've seen that in backs on backers. He's certainly – his uh, reputation is accurate. He's a downhill hitter, uh, very similar to Mark Robinson. Is he losing any, any, any reps uh, along the way? Cause he was dinged up a little bit and I think still kind of working through whatever, you know, whatever he's, I think you said he's full though. Uh, 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 is, is Quan getting first team stuff or. You know, Quan has not, it's interesting on Friday, 
Roberts practiced in full, but Mark Robinson was working ahead of him. And then today it was Roberts starting over uh, Mark Robinson. So I don't, I don't really, A, I can't figure out if they like Mark Robinson or if they don't or what their, what their feeling is towards him. Uh, Alexander has generally been more second team rotating in. It's been a lot of him and Chappelle Russell playing next to each other. It's frankly kind of been, and it's hard to say for sure these things mix and match, but first team inside linebacker, almost that tree. I remember last year they had Jack and Spillane and Bush all kind of rotating in this year. It's been Holcomb has basically almost always been the guy with a couple of exceptions, but, but Holcomb and then either Roberts and Robinson. And then the other one rotates in with first team reps and then kind of second team of Alexander and Russell. And then third team of Kwiatkowski and Tanner Muse. You know what? I was I, I went out of order with our position groups tonight because I wanted to get to running backs first. We forgot to talk about the wide receivers on offense. Ooh, no, that's my that's my mistake. And uh, there's there's certainly some things to talk about. I, I talked about with Kenny Pickett that I thought his best practice was Friday. I thought you could say the same for Calvin Austin. And I viewed him as somebody that's been up and down throughout camp and also just kind of gone quiet at times. But I thought the best play that he's made so far of camp, and we've seen his speed and he's burned Porter and he's had some big big wins like that. We know he can run fast, run by guys, but in that uh, team period on Friday, there was a deep ball from Mitch Trubisky, maybe slightly underthrown. Austin, though, was deep downfield, had a step on his defender, and Austin kind of comes back for the football, deals with some traffic from Trenton Thompson trying to get back in phase and makes a, I don't want to say it was so contested where Thompson really found the football. He didn't, but you know, Austin had to, had to really kind of work for the football. It wasn't thrown right in his wheelhouse and made the catch for I think it was 45 yards, whatever I, I wrote down there. And that was a really good play by him. He made a contested grab in seven shots on a slant where earlier this week, there was a slant that got knocked away by Chris Wilcox. And so I really want to see Austin win contested. I know he's fast. The speed's still there. He can run by guys. Can you win? Kind of messy. And I saw that from him on Friday. Uh, there's no really need to talk about Deontay or Pickens. I mean, Pickens just, it seems like every day he's showing up in my feed, making the, he had a great catch, uh, uh, kind of reminiscent of one, was it against the saints or, or the Ravens last year where he was really stretched out, had to contort his body and, and extend and make one. I think he had one of those, those similar in, 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 in practice today. I mean, look, th- those guys can obviously make the roster and, 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 and expecting big things out of him. Where are you now? Uh, you've seen enough of Allen Robinson at, at this point uh what's your analysis on 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 him yeah he's he's what pittsburgh needs he's going to make the tough catches over the middle he's going to primarily play in the slot but he's flexible he'll play on the outside as well had a good back shoulder grab today uh he's a veteran he's a teacher even even with the defenders we talk about you know robinson in that wide receiver room he's going to be good for pickens he's going to be good for austin and he is but i was watching him Friday after a 1v1 drill and he's talking with Duke Dawson the cornerback about his release and it was just a quick conversation 60 seconds or so but just at a quick moment there I could see Robinson kind of chop his feet and talk about his release I, I I tweeted this out and I really saw it Friday while I don't it's pretty clear Robinson is no longer the, the dynamic big play downfield receiver his release package is still so good it's probably the best well him and Deontay have the best release packages of the Pittsburgh Steelers receiver group on this team his ability to, to, to win off the line is really impressive, and that's going to be really effective on third down and especially in the red zone. All right, and how much uh, they move at Austin around in this, in the team sessions? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, jetted across on jet motion a ton. It's been primarily slot. There's probably been some outside receiver reps. I think that happened maybe a bit more earlier in camp. Uh, You know, Deontay missed some time earlier in camp, and so that probably gave some more chances for uh, Calvin to play on the outside, but 
he's going to you know primarily be in the slot and then get motioned around all that kind of stuff. All right. What about Gunner? What kind of camps Gunner having? It's it's maybe faded a bit, but I think overall he's been good. Um, it's similar to last year, and the question for him is about just return work overall. So I don't have a whole lot new on Gunner. He had a drop on Friday, just one hit him right in the hands. It happens, but still got to make the play. Uh, just to go back to Deontay, a couple of good practices for him. He's been more involved in the offense, and so I think he's looked good. I want to give him his credit, although we kind of know what he can do. And Cody White continues to be effective and consistent and solid. Just he's a very consistent guy. He's a very much, you, you know what you're expecting from him. No bad days, Cody White. Now, how good are the days? What's the ceiling is obviously, I think, fairly limited. But he's a guy that's going to hang around on this team because Pittsburgh knows what, what he's going to offer them. All right. Uh, how about uh, we go back to defense now? Shame on me. I apologize for for, for getting out of order there. Cornerback. Uh, what do I have here on the corner? So the, the Porter on Friday was solid, had a really good close. You, you could see that length. It was a play on a crosser to Boykin, you know, in, in any time of the corner, outside leverage on on inside shallow cross, you're always going to be trailing. It's a tough position to be in. And for Porter to close and knock that ball away, just shows the crazy 34-inch arms that he has. Plays that he can make other guys kink because they just simply don't have the length and the frame that he does. He did get, and it was, I, I didn't tweet this and because I didn't want to scare people and people get mad at me for trying to, to talk about an, an injury. Uh, Porter did seem to tweak his left ankle in the 1v1 session today, and he got taped, but he did not really miss any time. So I didn't note that because he wasn't missing any time, but he looked maybe a little bit hobbled and not 100% and maybe didn't have his best day. Uh, because of it, Madre Harper had a good breakup in in Friday's practice. He's stacking some good days. And Luke Barku, have not talked about Luke Barku too much. I thought he kind of lost reps this week, but uh, I believe he had a pick late in practice today. Forced those two incompletions on Hakeem Butler. And so good for Luke Barku, who was in my notes for the first time in a couple of days. Who's been the most impressive slot the last two practices? These guys just don't get it's hard to evaluate them because they're defending these option routes. And so they're always kind of trailing and falling behind. And they've just continued to rotate first team slot corners. I think today it was Sullivan. I think Riley was second team. So I have not gotten a great feel. It may be one of those things for me personally where I kind of take it to the preseason and see how these guys look. To me, it's still kind of a mixed bag. All right, James Pierre. Yeah, uh, Thursday was. And what about Levi? We don't talk a lot about Mm -hmm. Levi either. Yeah, again, Levi's like a a better version of Cody White where he's a starter, you know, caliber number two type of guy, certainly going to make this team and and, and play snaps, but he's just steady Eddie. There's no there's no bad days for Levi Wallace. He's a consistent guy. He said he said to face George Pickens a lot, and that's a a tough challenge, obviously. But there was a good breakup on a slant route today where Wallace didn't touch the football, but help impact that throw and force the incompletion. And so Wallace, a very steady guy. Uh, overall, Pierre, less to note, probably the last two days. I think it was Cody White that got him on a long pass. I accidentally had the wrong uh, name. I apologize. I had Boykin on my uh, Twitter account. It was Cody White that left over James Pierre deep down the left sideline today. That's a, the correct info was in my, my actual report there. But um, overall, Pierre's been good. And and I, the more I thought about it, the more I'm with you, Dave, with Trice going down. It's hard not to see Pierre make this team. Yeah, just, I mean, special teams alone, I mean, he's, he's you know, uh, and plus he does have, God forbid you need, he's got experience on the outside there. Yeah, and it's just enough of a resume and certainly some talent in special teams. And if he's not going to be that extra outside corner, then who's it going to be? Not really sure who that guy would end up being. So Pierre makes a lot of sense. All right, uh, those lines at safety remain on the short side. 
Yeah, they do because while Minka and Casey were in pads, they weren't working in team today. Uh, so again, ton of snaps for Kenny Robinson. Trey Norwood continues to make plays. I think it's been a really fun battle between Norwood and Robinson, two guys that have some similarities, some differences. Both can play the football. Robinson a bit bigger, a more impactful hitter, but Norwood I think has improved his tackling and his one-two in the in the moments that I've seen this year from him. Uh, beyond that, Miles Killebrew has been, you know, his his normal self. He actually got a wrap in backs on backers today. You don't see that one too often, but he's blitzed quite a bit from a safety spot. And um, that kind of, I mean, Trent, Trent Thompson's got a, some downhill ability. He'll come down and hit you. He's had a couple of run stops. So he's, you know, practice squad at best. But I could see him with a good preseason hanging around on, on the uh, Pittsburgh Seagulls practice squad. All right. How about some uh, special teams? Austin got five balls in the. Uh punting competition yeah i never know what to call it. i just call it the punt return challenge i, I always describe it the pretty punt poorly. Return challenge. Da, 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 da. <laughs> i feel yeah. like that but yeah it was calvin austin it was him and gunner and jordan bird how many you know footballs can you i, I say catch it once but they 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 you know uh kick them it's from the machine they 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 I, I, i'm saying this very poorly right now they 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 kick them individually and so you have to catch one and then while you're holding one catch the next and so austin got the five Olszewski only to four, Bird to four. The record, I want to say, is seven. I have that in my notes somewhere. I forget who has it. I believe multiple people have it. I want to say Tyler Vaughn's and maybe Gunner last year. I don't know for sure, but the record is seven, but uh, Austin winning the day with five. Any punting to speak of the, uh, the last couple of uh, practices? No, they have not punted at all uh, the last couple of practices. They've done some sim punts where they have some return guys, but they're using the, the jugs machine, I guess you could say, to to, to you know, fire the football. So I, Mann and uh, Harvin have been really inactive. That They've done some kick return work and different aspects of special teams, but no punting since, I don't know, midweek or so. All right, let's hope that continues. You know what? Don't even carry a punter this year. <laughs> Just go forward on fourth down or <laughs> or let 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 Kenny uh, quick kick it or, 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 or something like that. But Kendrick uh, Green can do it. Why yeah, not? We'll try yeah, Kendrick Green as yeah. the punter. Uh, yeah, we're going to, we'll have to wait through the preseason to learn more about the, uh, the, the punting situation. It feels like, okay. Uh, any, any other, uh, takeaways or too many, you've already got, you got the, uh, uh, seven shots detailed in both the reports, right? I do, uh, offense one, four to three on Friday, but I would say it was more convincing than that. And I bet you other people scored at five to two because Kenny, I think snuck the ball over the pylon for a touchdown today. Defense one, four, two, three touchdowns on offense. Let me check here really briefly. I know it was Austin McFarland had touchdowns and who had the other one, just so people can can know that. It was Austin, it was McFarland and Deontay Johnson with a nice catch over Alandon Roberts in the left flat. Do you have it? I mean, uh, did you learn anything? Give me one or two little nuggets, things as we close this out that, that you think that you learned over the last couple couple of practices here. Well, hey, Kendra Green's playing fullback. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I learned that. And I was probably more skeptical skeptical of that than you. I think you were probably more open to that. And more oh, I was all, I, 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 found, I, I went back this morning and found that clip in May mm-hmm. and, and saying it would not hurt my, I, my, my, my exact quote is it would not hurt my feelings at all to learn that they uh, worked Kendrick Green at fullback. And this was prior to OTAs. Uh, I said uh, during OTAs, it would not hurt my feelings at all to learn uh, Ken, Kendrick Green working at full. And once again, it said, you know, look, he's listed at six, four, but he ain't no six, four. 
you know. No, he's six oh one seven. That was the official weight yeah, on him. I mean, he he he's six two on a good day, all all all, all decked out, and maybe on his toes and all like that. But because of that low, you know, lower center of gravity, and and one of the things I said, you know, back in May too, is that you know if there was a positive takeaway from his rookie season, it was that he moves well in space and he has the physicality. You move him on a straight line, I mean, he, he it's it's like Rosie Nix, you know, uh, uh, when it comes to that. So. Uh, I, I wasn't stunned when the news came out, but give me a, give me another, we'll, we'll talk more about that on, sure. on, on, on Monday. Give me another takeaway. Just watching all the versatility of camp. And I know that's not brand new. And, and I think versatility across the league has been heightened over the years, but you know, whether it's green or McFarland all over the place or Latimer playing stand up outside linebacker or all the DBs doing their moving and shaking, um, really just trying some different stuff and really heightening the, level of versatility this training camp and so just to see those guys in different spots and how they look i think is really interesting overall some other new things i'd have to probably chew on that some more right. but the versatility of, of camp even probably more so this year stuck out to me all right nine practices in uh hydrate for me alex okay hmm. you're doing great you got one more practice on sunday and then i feel like i'm in the corner of the boxing ring right now and i'm going yeah. cut me mick cut me. yeah uh and and one more practice on sunday then the team day off and then you get what tuesday wednesday tuesday and wednesday i think's it then right right because yeah, thursday's, thursday's the walk closed. closed yeah and then uh, game friday and then so camp breaks next Thursday. So hang with me here. Keep it together. Get out there tomorrow. And you and I will talk uh, Sunday uh, night about what you observed out there at uh, St. Vincent College in La Trobe. And that will be our ninth, I believe, special edition of the podcast. So in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeders Depot. Follow Alex at Alex underscore Kazora. Follow the show at Terrible Podcast. Email the show. The terrible podcast at gmail.com. Like what we do and want to donate, studersdepot.com. Hit the donate button upright navigational bar. Also, if you'd like an ad free version of the site, same method, upper right navigational bar. Hit the uh, ad free button there. So until Sunday night, as always, thanks for listening to the terrible podcast, another special edition of the terrible podcast, Pittsburgh Steeders Training Camp 2023 with Dave and Alex.